Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Six losses in a row for the Buffalo Sabres. They give up five at home to Vancouver. Lose by one, five to four the final as we welcome you back here to KeyBank Center up in the Ted Darling Memorial Press Box. I'm Brian Colziel here along the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Well, Buffalo trailed the entire game. Vancouver got out to a 2 to nothing lead. The closest the Sabres would get it is to within one. They never tied it. Uh, Vancouver led from the 8-0-1 mark on the rest of the way. Casey Middlestat got it down to a one-goal deficit in the third period at 12-0-2. Uh, but that's all Buffalo could muster, and they lose to Vancouver's backup goaltender, Spencer Martin, and the Sabres have now lost six in a row. A promising start through the first ten games, which saw Buffalo go seven and three. Since then, they have lost six straight, and in those six losses, they have picked up zero points in the standings. None of the losses were in overtime or in shootout, so Buffalo in big trouble in terms of their plummet down the standings. When they were 7-3, and three, they were in solo second in the Atlantic Division. And since then, the free fall continues here as they now have lost six in a row. Coming up here, we'll be heading down to the locker room any moment. Paul Hamilton's on his way there now as we will get player reaction to this one. I can't imagine anybody saying anything positive about this one. I mean, this is a really bad loss. Vancouver is not great. And the Sabres, again, defensively just gave up way too much and couldn't beat Spencer Martin five times like the Canucks did on Craig Anderson. Anderson uh, has been better this year for this season for sure. Now, a couple of the goals early definitely were on more on the defense than on Anderson, but he lets up a big one, Anderson does, um, to JT Miller, which made it a 4-2 game right off of a faceoff. But uh, all overall, I mean, on a night that I was thinking, hey, Henry Yoki Haru's returning, maybe that'll help the defense out. Uh, not necessarily him in particular, just to, to blame him out, but just, you know, the, def- the defense at times did not get better. And uh, the Sabres end up falling in this one again by a 5-4 to four score. So we'll be heading to the locker room here in just a moment. Buffalo's right back at it tomorrow. They will leave tonight to go to Ottawa, and uh, they'll face the Senators tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. 
and those standings with Ottawa tomorrow's game. If you if the Sabers end up losing that one, my goodness, that could be uh, a really really tough thing for them to swallow with where they are in the standings right now. Only the Senators are worse in the Atlantic. Uh, Buffalo in seventh and Ottawa in eighth. And now the rest of the Metro has passed the Sabres other than Columbus. All right, Alex Tuck is up first. We go live to the room with Paul Hamilton. Thanks, Brian. Alex, in the first two periods, it just seemed like everything was out of sync. Uh, they were winning battles. Guys were open. Uh, in the third period, it was better. You got some pucks and, and people to the net. Uh, what did you feel was different between the first 40 and the last 20? Desperation in the third period. We came out and thought that they were going to make it easy on us and they're a team that's going to come in here and battle they're struggling just like us and they want to win hockey games so um they got a couple bounces early in the first and uh put us on our heels and took us all the way till the third period to recover and it's a learning experience we're going to continue to learn together but we have to be better it was more than just bounces though wasn't it i mean the other guys open in front uh, it just seemed like awareness maybe wasn't there at times too yeah i mean Call it as you will, I guess. There was a couple of defensive breakdowns and, you know, what happens, you're not going to be perfect, perfect defensively. And, you know, Andy bailed us out on a couple too and just the way it happens sometimes. And they they buried their chances and they were really good in the power play too. So it's um, gives them momentum. And like I said, they were able to play with the lead and sit back. And um, third period, we just too late. What was the mentality you saw and heard as, as you tried to push back from the bench? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was good. It was, like I said, it took us a little bit too long to push back. I wish we had done it probably in the uh, halfway through the first or into the second, but it's a learning process and just trying to stay up, stay positive, and keep pushing guys. I think um, guys in, in here are really hard on themselves, and it's good to keep yourself accountable, but you also have to continue to try to work and play your game and not let it get into your head. So I think that's something that uh, we got to learn as a group. and. Uh, continue to hit, like just bounce back a little quicker, and we've done it in the past, and we've done it this year. Uh, we just got to get back to it. Thanks, Thanks Alex Tuck on the post game. Brian, back to you. All right, Alex Tuck, who has struggled offensively, gets a, a little better tonight in this one. He ends up with three points, one goal, and two assists. All right, let's go back down to the room. Here's Jeff Skinner, who had two goals tonight with Paul. Jeff, in your estimation, it seemed like it took you guys 40 minutes to get going. I mean, in the third period, you guys went, you got pucks and people to the net. Uh, what was the difference maybe in the in the third than from the first two? Yeah, maybe a little desperation, I think. we got to obviously get to that earlier. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they got a few uh, on the power play. Obviously, it kind of got us uh, into a bit of a hole there. Um, but, yeah, a good response to the third, obviously, but, but, but obviously not, not good enough. Jeff, you certainly took us, like Paul said, those first 40 minutes, took a step back from Saturday. Why do you think this team has become so much easier to play against in some of these games? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, if there's one reason, I think we'd just fix it and, and move on. But obviously, we, we just didn't have it. Obviously, that, that's a desperate team over there. They're going to come with some 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 urgency, and, and we just didn't match it, I think. And, and that's what happens. This is a tough league. Um, and that's what happens. If you're in a tough league, you're not going to get easy easy games, easy periods. You're not going to get easy shifts. And for us, I think we need to get, especially now, I think there's going to be times when you're feeling good, you have confidence, and things are going well, and, and it, it seems a little a little easier and you're, and you're flowing. But I think for right for us right now, it's it's about sort of grinding through this cause, um, and, and just having more urgency. 
what did you think about the power play? You guys got some looks in five and five. You got some goals with power play turned into the difference in the game. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, not good enough. Obviously, special teams really played played a big point part of this game. Um, yeah, I mean, we we got some looks, but you you got to finish. I think that's why you're out there. Um, we had some PPs at some big times too. I think there's there's times we could have grabbed hold of the momentum and 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 we just uh, uh, whatever didn't execute or, or didn't uh, just didn't didn't uh, didn't produce. Jeff, you got a decent amount of chances tonight. Did you guys? You felt like Thompson and Tuck fed you any differently or anything different you saw? Uh, personally, me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dolls made a great pass on the first one, and then yeah, Tom Tom made a good pass, and, and Tucky, I thought, um, probably played one of the better games I've seen him play. I think he was he was all over the ice, not only the plays he was making, but just on the forecheck, he was disrupting plays, and um, yeah, he played great for us, and, and we got to sort of follow that, that kind of effort. Jeff, you spoke about desperation that they had. Your line had it, certainly, and you got results out of it. Uh, but, you know, when the spot you guys are in, don't you feel maybe you guys as a team need more desperation or should have more desperation? Yeah, I mean for sure. I think yeah, individually everyone needs to have it, but then as a as a whole group, um, obviously everyone knows the spot we're in now. I think even being at home, we, we know what our record is at home. We want it to be better. Um, we have an opportunity now here to go on the road for a bit, and uh, maybe that 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 gives us a chance to be. Uh, a little bit more simple with our game and, and, and get to that desperation earlier. Um, and we'll, we'll try to do that uh, starting tomorrow. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Skinner on the post game. Brian, back to you. Thank you very much, Paul Hamilton there. Sabres fall to the Vancouver Canucks by a 5-4 to four margin. They've lost six straight. They'll leave tonight to go to play Ottawa tomorrow. The Senators are the only team worse than them in the standings in the Atlantic Division. All right, for all of our local affiliates at this time, we're going to say goodnight to you. If you want to keep listening to the post game. Go to WGR550.com, or you can listen in on the Odyssey app. And for all of you on our flagship here in Buffalo on Sports Radio 550, more postgame coming up. We'll hear Don Granado's postgame comments. We'll get you some highlights in. We'll update you on the Eastern Conference standings. As the Sabres have lost six straight, all four on this homestand, 5-4 to four, Vancouver. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. All right, Brian Colziel here, 5-4 Vancouver, the final. We are going to Don Granado, his live post-game press conference. Not enough, not enough. I mean, uh, we can sit here and, and ask why and why and why. It just it has, to, it has to change, period. It has to. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Is the disappointing point that, especially in this game, you were just too easy to play against for 40 minutes? No question. Easy, too easy out of the gate. Uh, and uh, that is a... Big lesson that needs to be learned now, period. When you look at the third period, I mean, at least you had the push to get a point, but you were climbing up such a hill. What can you take from the third, at least? It's tough to take anything from the third when you start and you, you, you know, basically we lost the game through the first 20-so minutes. Um, so there is no nothing to take from it after that. I mean, it's just... Uh, very disappointed that uh, uh, we didn't start better. What do you think happened to defensive coverage in that game? You know, I think t pretty simple for me. They they were willing to work harder out of the gate. They showed more determination out of the gate, and we were on our heels until we could not get on our heels. Uh, and that was that was 
uh, you know, through the end of the first, we looked a little rattled in the second for, for a bit before we got to our game. But uh, the first was, was, you know, I think they, they set the tempo through their work ethic. We did not. And we ended up on our heels as a result and very hesitant in the D zone to follow. Um, and it took us even a bit in the second to get going. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I don't think the goals were his his fault, or I can't. You know, if there was any fault of his, it was, uh, you know, more of a fault prior to the goal to end on any of those goals. So, um, yeah, the thought always goes through your your mind of, uh, you know, would this would this change things? Would this be a spark? Uh, you know, is it even fair to leave men at at, at, a, at points? You're going obviously going through your mind. Uh, back to backs going through your mind as well. Um, you know, I thought our guys, uh, you know, made the push and could have came back, but I uh, didn't think it was going to come down to goaltending at that point because I felt we were playing better. Didn't feel we were going to give up more. Um, so, you know, the decision was to leave them in there. I don't think that was a factor anyways, regardless. What's the feeling for you when you see a lot of mistakes getting repeated easy to get frustrated when you see that um, you know when it's it's um, yeah it's just easy to get frustrated John since you've taken over this team you've been able to take a group of very young players and get them to succeed after a skid like this what what is the move and what has worked in the past uh, we'll push through it I mean we had uh, We'll push through it. They're, they learn. They, they learn from their mistakes. This group, um, and you know, um, they'll 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 learn from this. This will make them better, but uh, doesn't lessen any disappointment. Uh, they, they, these are games that were right there, uh, so you should have the expectation to win. And with the expectation to win, you should have the you know that that determination right at puck drop at seven o'clock and and. Uh, you know, win the, the the battle of who came to compete at the drop of the puck. I felt that's that's where we, you know, this one night slipped away, uh, and I felt that slipped away in, in Arizona. So we have to um, uh, learn that, take that lesson to heart. Kind of on that same note, you talk about a need of increase in urgency. Is there a practical way that you can go about that and increase the urgency in the team leading into games? Uh, for, uh, can you go further on your question? Is there just a practical way that you can go about increasing we'll, the we'll, On the coaching side, we'll obviously continue to push um, and demand and grind if have to. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. You'll be doing, doing plenty behind the scenes. To Not going to stand here and throw people under the bus, but, um, but we, you know, if... if if your team can't get the push themselves or uh, through older or more experienced guys, obviously you're as a coaching staff looking to pick up where, where needed. Coach, not to throw anybody under the bus, but uh, last 11 games, three or more goals in each one in the last 11 games, is it more defense or is it more goals? Well, we're, you know, on the defensive end, yeah, we were uh, – we – it's when you're not winning. It's it's yeah. You we're we're right there, but yeah, it's a little bit. I'd rather stick with the compete. 
I think a little more competitiveness, a little more determination um, would flip a lot of these uh, these scenarios that we we could talk about. Has the team thought about even calling up UPL at any point as far as goaltending is concerned? Yeah, you know the goaltending uh, we don't see as the issue at all right now. There's other things that need attention, and you know they fall in line more with that. That compete, as I said, uh, you know, there's there's lots of when you have a greater intensity and competitiveness, lots of things remedy themselves as a result. So we could look at things in different categories, uh, but that's one big that's that's a big category in itself that covers a lot of ground. How do you think Paterka responded to a more physical game tonight? Uh, there were instances where JJ was was good. There's also instances where he, he can he can do more. There's no question he can do more. And um, you know, with with a younger player like him, you're going to bring that to his attention to show him how he can do more, what he, more he can do. Uh, you know, he was okay, but there's there's a lot more there. Speaking about doing more, what's the conversation like during this kid in the locker room with the younger guys? You know, you have to stay in the now. So. Uh, you know, we have to take a look at this one, and we'll look at it the way I've explained it to, to the room here, and uh, simplify a game plan tomorrow, and play direct, simple, and hard, and that would be the objective. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granado following the five to four loss to the Vancouver Canucks. Don Granado's live press conference brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Emergency Services. Specialists are bringing heat on and off the ice. As we bring it back up here to the press box, Brian Colziel with you here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. All right, we uh, have got to get in a couple of highlights, so let's go ahead and do that now. Let's start with our save of the game here, brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. Here's your save of the game. Canucks right off the draw, testing Anderson with another save. Bear a shot, rebound! Glove save, Anderson! J.T. Miller had a free look again right in front of Anderson, and he was spectacular with that save. Anderson faced 32 shots, made 27 saves. Right there, your save of the game. Now let's get the game winner. We go to the 825 mark of period two. And Bo Horvat walking in all alone on Anderson on the power play to give Vancouver their fifth goal of the night. Here's a wide open chance, now scores! Horvat walked right in and did not make a mistake and puts Vancouver up 5-2 to two with back-to-back -back power play goals for the Canucks. Miller on the power play at 7-13 and then that one Horvat at 8-25 on the power play. That's the game winner and it's the play of the game brought to you by NOCO delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. All right, let's get some final stats in here, and then we'll get Pat's scoreboard. They're brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Final shots in the game end up 32-32. Buffalo outshot Vancouver 15-5 in the third. But as you heard from the locker room reaction, like, okay, one good period, not enough. Uh, both teams had three opportunities on the power play. Here's another big difference maker tonight. Uh, the Sabres 0 of 3, and the Canucks 2 of 3. Spencer Martin gets the win. 32 shots, 28 saves. Craig Anderson, the loss. Also 32 shots, 27 saves. Your three stars, 
Jeff Skinner with two goals in the loss for Buffalo, star number three. Elias Pedersen with a goal and an assist, star number two. And Bo Horvat with the game winner. He also had two assists. He is star number one. And Bo Horvat tonight going to get our electric player of the game brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Be sure to check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. The announced attendance tonight here at KeyBank Center, 11,130. Sabres next will play tomorrow night in Ottawa, 7 o'clock puck drop, pregame at 6. We'll have it for you right here on the Sabres radio network. Henry Yoki, how are you returning from injury tonight? And was a minus one. Played 29 shifts, 18 minutes and 14 seconds. Two shots on goal, two blocked shots. I thought overall a solid night in return for him. The Sabres defense as a whole, though, uh, we know struggled, as you heard from Don Granado there. Uh, Matias Samuelson is skating. We know he's still out, uh, but to seem to be pretty positive that he maybe is getting closer to returning, so that is good news there. On the injury report, it's brought to you by Losi and Ganji, Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. 5-4 Vancouver before we uh, go ahead and uh, get some scores in. Let's go down to Paul Hamilton down in the media room. Paul, the third period, the Sabres looked like they were playing with some urgency, but as you know, there are three in a hockey game. Not so much in the first two. Do we have Paul? Okay, we don't have Paul. All right, we will uh, get to Paul here maybe in a moment. While we wait for that, let me get in here now our first response from the fans. Brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. All right, a couple of tweets in here. If you want to send me one, feel free to do so at Brian WGR. Uh, Ryan writing in saying everyone thought they were winning the cup in October. He's like, this now seems like the same team, different year. They're a lottery team at best. Kevin said they've now destroyed all the positive that they built early in the season. He's like, why should fans return when they can't win games they should? Like tonight, I guess I would throw in. And he said, we know that they really can't beat anybody good. They did beat some good teams on that Western trip, uh, but since then we know it's been a disaster here from 7-3 and three now to 7-9 and nine overall. Okay, now we do have Paul down in the media room. Paul, one really period with urgency tonight in the third, but uh, unfortunately for the Sabres, they've got to count all three. That's where Vancouver scored all five of their goals in the first two periods. Yeah, I'm puzzled. I, I don't understand after you know you lose five in a row how the Sabres didn't have the same type of intensity and desperation that the Canucks had to start the game. They got it. I mean, the one line did. The Thompson line, Tuck and Skinner, they, for throughout the game, I think showed desperation and, and uh, you know, willingness to work. But uh, I'm very puzzled. You know, when you're, you know, and I've seen what Don Granato has said, that these guys get mad. But I didn't see it tonight. I mean, you've lost five in a row. Why aren't you angry about it? Why didn't you come out angry? Which is what I've seen them do in the past. And I didn't see it here. It just no, no intensity, no awareness. You know, guys are all open in the slot with Sabres kind of around, but not realizing that there's an open Canuck right there. And it just, uh, you know, went on for 40 minutes, and they almost wound up pulling it out anyway, you know, playing a good third period where they did get pucks and men to the net and did show some desperation. And, and, you know, say, you know, when they play like that, you know, you see what they can be like. 
Yeah, and Paul, I mean, at the end of the night, if you would have said, hey, the Sabres are going to score four at home against the Canucks, I would have said that should have been enough. Um, again, the defense, even despite maybe getting one of their regulars back, not great. Um, what did you think just overall of the defensive performance and Craig Anderson's performance? Yeah, Craig Anderson, the one, uh, the faceoff. Uh, that to, Miller scored. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I think he should have had. I think you need to make the save there. Other than that, we're talking about screens, deflections. Uh, I don't know what, what you'd want him to do, you know. So uh, you look at that, and, and uh, I just think that, uh, you know, it, it was what Don Granado was talking about, just defensive breakdowns. And, uh, you know, they, they wind up in your net. Yeah. Paul Hamilton down in the room here for just one more moment as the Sabres fall to the Canucks 5-4. to four. Paul's special teams also a big factor. Vancouver gets two goals on the power play and Buffalo unable to score. That obviously could have maybe flipped the script if they're a little bit more successful in either area. Yeah, that, that could have flipped the script. And they had some one-timers, but he did make some one real good save on Thompson on a one-timer. He got the skate over inside the post. And made one, but you know, uh, Tage broke his stick on one of them. Victor Olison broke his stick on one of them. I think JJ Paterka broke his stick on one of them. You know, so you know the opportunities they had there, and Canucks took care of their opportunities. They got two, you know, on the power play, and uh, you know that, that winds up being a difference in the game. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it just gets back to what Don Granado was talking about. Why is there no desperation to come out when you're you've lost five in a row like that? I mean. What happened to the team that does get angry? Because they do. They hate losing, and I've seen them get angry, as this group has, but I just didn't see it tonight. I just don't understand why. Okay, Paul, they leave to go to Ottawa tomorrow. I guess maybe the only good news for the players is they don't have much time to sulk in here because they've got to go right and play a game tomorrow. Yep, they do. So we're on our way, and uh, we'll talk to you from Ottawa. Okay, Paul, thank you. Have a safe flight. All right, take care. Okay, Paul Hamilton, he will uh, also be on his way to Ottawa as the Sabres and the Senators uh, going at it tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Paul will be, of course, live uh, from Ottawa and will be a part of our broadcast all night long. 5-4 Vancouver is the final. And, yeah, I mean, I I think it's unacceptable against a bad – I don't think Vancouver's a good hockey team. And the Sabres, on paper, should be better. If they're going to make any sort of stride from last year in the standings, they have to win this game in the situation they're in. You're going to have slip-ups throughout the year because they're human beings and because it's 82 games. But you had your slip-up already against Arizona. And you played pretty well against Vegas and Boston, but they're much better than you. So you have to have your A game to beat them. And I thought the Sabres had good energy but weren't perfect, especially defensively, and that's why you lost those games. But against Vancouver, you should be better. And to come out losing five in a row and you're in jeopardy of going 0 for the entire homestand, to come out flat and have the other team take it to you, to me, it's just unacceptable. And I'm not saying, you know, I'll just one example. Don Granato's not going to call out players. It's just not his style. I know fans might want to hear him go after people. It's just not going to happen. This is not what he does. Um, but for him to, inside that locker room, you want to hope that maybe he's doing something to let them know that that's unacceptable in there. And, you know, maybe in his terms he did say that uh, with him saying that, you know, there's a lesson to be learned and we've got to learn it now, period. Like, you know, maybe that's kind of all you're going to get in the public eyes through the media to the fans. But, um, you know, you wonder in there, okay, is Kyle Oposo going to say something? Is Alex Tuck going to say something? Is Ross Mastalli going to say something? Maybe they are. But to come out as flat as you did 
and for it to take 40 minutes to get fixed against, I don't think, a very good team, um, well, that's why you're sitting in 7th out of 8th. And you're playing the 8th place team tomorrow, and you better be ready to go. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself in dead last in the Atlantic, and the season's going to be gone before you know it. Okay, before we talk about Ottawa in the standings here, let's see what's going on in the rest of the NHL. Let's get a scoreboard check for the final time tonight with Pat Malacaro. Thanks, Brian. It's been a busy one across the league tonight. They're going to overtime as Philadelphia and Columbus are tied 4-4 through 60 minutes. They've just begun the third period in Nashville, where Nino Niederreiter and Matt Duchesne have scored for Nashville to lead the Predators to a 2-1 lead over the Wild. A minute and a half into the third stanza there. Just underway, the puck is about to drop between the Ducks and the Red Wings in Anaheim. A minute in, no score between Vegas and San Jose. While earlier on, it was the Panthers with a 5-2 win over Washington. Sergei Bobrovsky, 41 saves in the victory. The Devils are 13-3 on the year. A 5-1 victory over Montreal tonight. The Maple Leafs, thanks to the 400th career goal in the NHL for John Tavares, he leads the Maple Leafs to a 5-2 win over Pittsburgh. And in overtime, Alex Kalorn's game winner gives Tampa Bay a 5-4 win over Dallas. To Big Four College Basketball, where South Dakota State defeats St. Bonaventure 66-62. And also in Connecticut tonight, Brian, UConn, number 25 of the country, trips up UB. The Huskies defeat the Bulls 84-64. All right, well, the Bulls going through a lot of transition in terms of their roster. You know, they had a rough one the other night against James Madison, but... Uh, yeah, both those programs, really, whether it be the transfer portal or just the five five on the floor graduating, it's going to be a different look for both those teams. Yeah. The women, of course, change coaches with Felicia going to Syracuse and taking a few of the best Bulls right with her. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, and uh, Becky Burke, the first first win just a day or two ago. Yeah, last night she did. So congratulations to her. I think they have the right coach with her. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, again... Entirely different roster. I think the men's roster maybe only has, you know, one or two players that actually had minutes last year returning as well. So, yeah, the transfer portal is different. St. Bonaventure in a new roster kind of format, too, for a little different reasons as well. They had a ton of seniors. They all also. graduated. Yeah. Now the the five, five starters last year all graduated. So for, for Mark Schmidt, it's just another another chance to, to regroup, who's been one of the best recruiters. Those two programs have recruited so well in the last decade. It's what made them such a success. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Good college basketball going on tonight, by the way, if you're looking for something to watch after uh, we're done here. Duke and Kansas, I believe, just about set to go. Michigan State won a double OT over number two, Kentucky. Wow. Izzo, the opening game of that Izzo against good teams. He figures out a way all the time. Yep. College basketball's here already. That's exciting. Um, well, that wasn't good, Pat. I mean, I don't think Vancouver's very good. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm giving the Sabres too much credit, but I got I got to think that, like, you had your you had your game against Arizona, where on paper you're like, well, that shouldn't have went that way. I think they played better against Vegas and Boston, but you still have to play your A game against them. Like, to me, you have to come back tonight. And, okay, maybe you lose because it's the NHL, but the way they lost with the players and the coaches saying that it took 40 minutes for them to kind of play with energy and urgency, like, that to me is unacceptable. I'm going to flip it on you. Because it's the NHL, to me, you have to get some points out of a four-game homestand. You can't, as, as a team, hoping, expecting to be towards the, the middle of the pack in the division, fighting for a playoff spot, maybe a wild card, whatever, you can't have a four-game homestand and get zero points out of it. That's just it's a recipe for, 
for the same thing as you know the the, the messages you were getting in the first response of the of the night. It lends to that mentality of of folks thinking it's the same old thing. Now I don't think it's the same old thing, but you've got to start getting points because at some point. I mean, that's how you're judged is, yes. is how many points you have and if you make the playoffs. And you've got to start getting back to that way you played in that 7-3 and three start. Being Having players that are more likable and a coach that's maybe more likable um, are only going to get you so far in terms of, let's face it, part of the success of this franchise is bringing back belief mm-hmm. and excitement to fans yeah. and a home ice advantage. And you play a lot of games like this at home, and well, you're going to be playing in front of half-empty crowds. Uh, there's a certain... Part of the fan base that will always be here, that will always be loyal. We talked about them last year. Even in games where there was only the third of the building was full, they were loud and vigorous. They're just hockey fans that are going to love the Sabres no matter what. But you also have a lot of fans that will say, hey, I want to support this team. But when they're in seventh and eighth and continue to be in seventh and eighth in the division and don't move, I'm not going to come to the arena until that changes. Like, I get that from people with what the price of a ticket costs these days. And, you're going to have to get some more results-oriented sort of success to get everybody back on board. And that's why you can't take what happened at the end of last year, it, momentum, whatever you want to call it, you, you don't take it from April or May or whatever it was, the end of last year, and then five months later you know, pick up where you left off. But they got out, this team got out to such a good start that you could say maybe they did have some the chemistry that was there at the end of the year. They found a way to find that again at the beginning of this season, and it wasn't just one or two players scoring. Jeff Skinner wasn't scoring yeah. in that in the first stretch. Now he has uh, he's had goals in a, in a pocket here up to five, but it was other players scoring. Tage Thompson has been the same player he was last year to the start of this year, and maybe even better. Um, so. It's getting those secondary players in, and I, you know, Don Granado had the chance to say injuries are part of the reason why the defense maybe not be playing up to the level it's been before. He didn't want to take the out, but you also have to acknowledge that during this stretch of games, it wasn't tonight, it wasn't maybe last game. This team was without three of their top six defensemen, four of their top six defensemen, and that plays into it as well. The contract extension that Kevin Adams gave Matias Samuelson, mm-hmm. without him even playing looks better and better each game because we're seeing maybe how valuable he was. Absolutely. Yeah. Every every defenseman doesn't have to be, you know, you're into the rush, create offense defenseman. He fills the role of just that grind him down defenseman that every team needs. And you're right, not having him right now, it, you can really see it. Yeah, he positioning, he seems to be in the right spot at the right time. He doesn't seem to be... Um, uh, out of position in terms of like, oh, the anticipation wasn't there. How come you weren't there to cover it? Like, he seems to always be in the right spot at the right time. So, yeah, Samuelson returning, I think, will help. Um, but it's got to be a collective unit for sure. And Darlene and Power, I mean, I just think, you know, Granado's sitting here saying like, well, they're going to play almost 30 minutes <laughs> and hope that they can just carry him. And there are nights that Darlene can do it. Right. But for the, that to happen over 82 games, you're asking a lot of, your all-star defenseman. Yeah, and and again, you, you're going to need others to step up. And if if Darlene's playing that many minutes, yeah, he's going to play him against the top lines. But there's other lines tonight. It was the fourth line for Vancouver yeah. that got their offense going, and they found a way to continue it. The first two goals in the first period, when the Sabers I thought were at their worst, Vancouver's fourth line scored, and Vancouver's th- one of his third pair D scored. Right. Yeah, that can't happen for sure. Thank you, Pat. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so the Sabres go on the road. As we said, they're uh, getting ready to get on a flight tonight. They'll head to Ottawa. And, you know, these are games I think you've got to think going in. You've got to try to win them all. Ottawa's a team that's right behind you. Toronto's right ahead of you. Montreal's right ahead of you. At the very least, you got to go two and one here. Like this, you got to win one. You got to end the streak here. I, I'm sitting here trying to think if they can go three and zero or two and one. Shame on me. They got to win a game. They've lost six in a row. They have lost six straight and no points. And that's the thing. The NHL pad is set up for mediocrity in terms of letting teams hang around. That's why they don't do the three-two-one system, whether you like it or you don't. It's set up where, oh, even if you lose, you still get a point. If you lose in a shootout, you still get a point. Overtime, you still get a point. If you win, you're only going to get two, one more. Uh, to go six straight games with having zero points, like that in the NHL standings is pretty backbreaking. And, and again, four straight home games, you get zero yes. points. That's that's my that's where I started my point is. Against two bad teams, right. Arizona and Vancouver in there. This is the NHL. And if you want to say, all right, you're going to slip up against teams that you maybe should be better than you still got to get points out of one of those games and you end up this homestand with none. Yeah. Like to me coming into this homestand after how even though they didn't win in Carolina or Tampa, I thought they played well. Yeah. With no with injuries, Darlene, right. with injuries and then yo no Yuki Hagi, no Samuelson. My thought was okay, you should be able to beat Vancouver and Arizona. Can you at least maybe even get a point out of the Vegas Boston games and then you've got 5 out of 8. Well, they went 0 for 8. Right. And Maybe the best game they played was against the top team in, in the East, the Boston Bruins, but the Bruins found a way because that's who they are. They're the best team in the in the conference that they find a way in the third period to beat you, and you sit here saying you got to beat Ottawa tomorrow to keep this snowball from, from rolling downhill further. Yep. Well, we know Eric Comrie will be in. Don Granado set that up. That's why Anderson played tonight. So uh, Comrie tomorrow against Ottawa in – you know, what feels like, again, hello, another must-win situation. Okay, Pat, thank you. Mm-hmm. Final score here, uh, five for Vancouver, four for Buffalo, and uh, we'll put a wrap here on our post-game show tonight. We want to thank our crew, TJ Luckman, our network producer, back in our Rainbow Studios. Thank you, TJ. Crew here at KeyBank Center, Pat Malacaro, Jonathan Koziel, Paul Hamilton. Thank you, guys. Tom Maddy, our engineer. Pre-game show host, Show for the Bulldog. Our game announcers were Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray. My name is Brian Colziel. Final score again, Vancouver 5, Buffalo 4. The Sabres have lost six in a row. They'll look to snap the streak tomorrow in Ottawa. We'll have it for you at 7 o'clock right here on the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.